WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. Women travel from all over the country to have abortions in Illinois. The number of -of out-of-state women receiving abortions here has risen over the past several years. That's because as neighboring states restrict abortion access, Illinois put laws on the books to protect access. WBEZ's Natalie Moore has the story about how Illinois is a haven for abortion rights and the work activists here still do around stigma. Hi, my name is Kutsia. I'm calling from Chicago Abortion Fund. Is now a good time to talk? The Chicago Abortion Fund, or CAF, helps with financial, logistical, and emotional support to people seeking abortion services. Their hotline is open three days a week. So do you have an appointment scheduled? Yes, I have an appointment scheduled. And do you know about how many weeks you are? Five five weeks and two days. There's no income requirement to receive help from CAF. And how much did they say that your appointment was going to cost? They said that it would be $360. All right, and do you have an idea of how much you can put towards that? I think we have $100 money until the first. Okay. I'm coming from Iowa, so Mm -hmm. half of that we need to go to my gas tank, of course. CAF commits $325 to the caller. Because in Iowa, of course, I'm not sure if you know, Mm -hmm. um, nothing, you know, we don't really have a right to say we want an abortion in Iowa. Um, so I Googled a couple of things, and Illinois just kept popping up. So I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. just click on a couple of things. Abortion actually is legal in Iowa and all 50 states. But Iowa briefly had the most restrictive abortion limit in the country. No abortions if a fetal heartbeat is detected. A state judge struck that law down last year. Megan Jafo is executive director of CAF. The problem is that in the states surrounding Illinois, you have, you know, mandatory counseling requirements, you have um, waiting periods, you have um, restrictions where you have to, if you do go to two appointments in Wisconsin, for instance, you have to see the same doctor at both appointments. Even if people legally can access their, their own state, they'll choose to come here because it's quicker and it is less expensive. Last year, Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a law that effectively keeps abortion legal in Illinois, even if the U.S. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. While most states ban Medicaid from paying abortion, two years ago, Republican Governor Bruce Rauner overturned that in Illinois. I asked JFO why she does this work. Her tote bag says, your abortion ban. Part of my abortion experience that was so difficult is I had a nurse that said something horrible to me. Someone who gave care like this every day, and she still felt it was okay to say a really stigmatizing, demeaning thing to a 16-year-old girl who was alone, like half-clothed on a, you know, on a table. Um, and I think I've carried that throughout my whole life. And when I found out that abortion funds exist and that they affirm abortion care as health care, it was transformative for my own experience. As Illinois became stronger and shored up access to care, caps on uptick in out-of-state callers, growing from 15% to 55% of all calls. And in a political climate where the U.S. Supreme Court is agreeing to review Louisiana's restrictive abortion law, CAP sees an uptick in funding, leading to a 349% increase in the number of people it's helped 
in just a year. Roe means nothing to people who don't have money for their abortion or who have to, you know, take a three-hour bus ride and don't have bus fare for their abortion um, or who live in communities where um, abortion is so stigmatized. This is the mentality of reproductive justice, a movement started here in Chicago back in 1994. Tony Bond and 11 black women coined the term during a pro-choice conference. The beauty of the reproductive justice framework is the way that it looks at things much more expansively. Bond now lives in California. She was the first black woman to lead the Chicago Abortion Fund. It's more than just about being able to to physically access an abortion, but it's also about um, what are those other interlocking issues that make it a challenge for someone to get an abortion, particularly women of color, low-income women, and young women. Back in the 1990s, when Bond was doing her work, a popular Democratic tagline was this, keep abortion safe, legal, and rare. Today, in her downtown office, Illinois Planned Parenthood CEO Jennifer Welch wears a bright pink T-shirt with another message. One of the reasons why my T-shirt says protect safe and legal abortion is because I don't want to stigmatize a patient for choosing the medical care that they need. We trust a woman or a patient to make their choices about when and whether to have children. Talking about abortion being safe, legal, and rare may perpetuate the stigma. I see how messaging is important for those invested in protecting abortion rights. Later, I meet up with Yamani Hernandez. Her garment catches my attention. Can you talk about the shirt that you're wearing? (laughs) Sure. It says everyone loves someone who's had an abortion. It's a membership shirt for the organization she runs, the National Network of Abortion Funds, the umbrella organization for groups like the Chicago Abortion Fund. We do political education with folks, um, teach them about reproductive justice, um, racial justice, economic justice. If you listen to anti-choice people, they'll have you thinking that abortion is something that only people who hate children do and, you know, people who are irresponsible and all of these things. But we know from listening to people in hotlines that uh, most of the people who have abortions are already parents. Hernandez had an abortion at age 19. And it didn't politicize me in any way. I really was just like, I didn't have any barriers to access. She politicized when she started to see those barriers in her time working with teens without access. And for Hernandez, political education means astute communication and storytelling and humanizing people. After all, abortion is a common experience. One recent analysis shows that about one in every four women will have an abortion by the age of 45. No matter how you feel about abortion, you do know somebody who's had an abortion, and you probably love somebody who's had an abortion, even if they haven't told you yet. For the Illinois anti-abortion community, they too say they want to use compassion when spreading their message. It is much harder to be pro-life than it is to be anything else in this country. Mary-Kate Knorr is the executive director of Illinois Right to Life. For abortion opponents, She says there is one area left to lobby for in this state. The defense of the parental notification law. The law doesn't require parental consent for minors. It requires that a health care provider notify an adult family member at least 48 hours prior to an abortion procedure or get a pass from a judge to not notify an adult. 
Democrats in the state legislature want to repeal that law. And that's considered, you know, by the standards of Planned Parenthood, that's considered the last restriction on the books in the state. Yes, it is. Natalie Moore, WBEZ News.